Today's episode of Distorted View Daily is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Spice up Valentine's Day with an amazing offer. 50% off just about any item when you use promo code FREAK. F-R-E-A-K. Adam and Eve is home to nearly 20,000 adult products. From movies to toys to lingerie and more. Pick out something you like. Add it to your cart. Use promo code FREAK and you will receive 50% off that item. Plus, Adam and Eve's Lover's Kit. The Lover's Kit includes a special item for him, a toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, six free movies for your viewing pleasure. And to top it all off, free shipping on your entire order. You know what you need to do. Finger this address. AdamandEve.com Pick out something you like, add it to your card, and use promo code FREAK. F-R-E-A-K. Make this Valentine's a day to remember. Really coat that bed in your juices. Sticky secretions from the most intimate of your body parts. I'm not good at talking sexy. AdamandEve.com. Promo code freak. Thank you. Hey, freaks, it's Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Coming up on the program today, an important announcement from the U.S. Department of Cannibalism. Plus, be honest, do my testicles look fat? Shitting out Kinder Surprise eggs chock full of brain-altering narcotics and selling dirty bathwater for a good cause. All coming up today. Be an alert shopper. Watch for specials at your meat counter. If you're not taking advantage of them, you could be missing out on enjoyable eating and an economical way of stocking your freezer. Always know what cut you're buying and its best use. If you buy meat marked USDA Prime, Choice, or Good, you'll know what quality you're getting. For more information, write How to Buy Meat, Agriculture Radio, Washington, D.C., 20250. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. I just want to say, how dare you? A lot of uh, hot liquid poo just went out all at once. The vagina is full of AIDS. Oh my goodness. Yes, everybody. Tim Hansen back here with you for your Thursday episode of DV. And uh, boy, did you come on a weird night. Or weird morning, or a weird mid afternoon. I guess what I'm trying to say is whenever you're coming, it's weird. That's that is some weird coming, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about here. By the way, that is an entirely real orgasm caught on camera during a porn shoot. That pussy must have been real good. Gripping that dong like a vice grip, you know? Stroking that fleshy fucker until the poor dude lost his mind! That's some good sex, right? God damn, I'm horny. Oh, daddy just needs a wet hole. Okay, Tim, focus. Recenter. You've got a job to do. You have to entertain America. Put your worldly desires for the flesh aside. There's a more important job at hand here. Oh, hand. I could just masturbate real quick. Clear my head, and then I'll be a much better podcast host. Hold on. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm close. Oh! Oh! Yeah! Oh! Did I do a good impression of this classic comer? Okay. We're like 
four minutes into the show and nothing has been accomplished. Just been disgusting sex noises, which is so funny considering the topic I have for you at the start of the show here. It is utterly dark, evil, macabre. You should not be masturbating to this. If you are, there's something seriously wrong with you. All right, uh, to begin with, you know, typically on TV, we feature a bunch of unknown weirdos doing or saying stupid shit on TikTok or YouTube. But every once in a while, an epically fucked up real world incident will enter the realm of distorted view. Like, this is totally our territory. And uh, today might be one of the best examples of this rare phenomenon. Let me start by playing you something here. Now, over the years, I can't tell you how many times we have featured YouTubers and streamers completely out of control, unhinged. It's uh, nothing new, nothing we haven't seen before. Yet, even I was a little shocked, (laughs) a little, uh, when I saw this. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Justin. He begins his stream with uh, a bit of show and tell. This is the head of Mike Moan, a federal employee of over 20 years, and my father. Yeah, he he beheaded his father. I've heard of unboxing videos being popular on YouTube, but never have I heard of unheading videos. See, now, aren't you glad I masturbated first before I got into this? If I was still all horned up, I wouldn't be able to come up with great lines like that one. An even darker thought? What if I was horny looking at this decapitated head? I don't even want to begin to think what I might do or fantasize about. This all happened within the last day or two. I didn't read much about this on the news. Like, it wasn't, like, breaking news on CNN or Fox. So I had to, like, double-check to make sure this was even real. But apparently it is. And I guess news has been reporting on it. Lord Douche heard about it. That's all the sourcing I really did. Talk about journalistic integrity. No, uh, there's there's plenty of news stories about this. As a matter of fact, uh, here's a short few lines from the Daily Mail. The Pennsylvania man accused of decapitating his own father before showing off his head in a horrifying YouTube video has been pictured smirking in his mugshot. So he's still alive and it doesn't appear he's remorseful. Interestingly, YouTube left the video up for like six hours before finally yanking it. Then it was on Twitter, but unfortunately, I couldn't uh, grab a copy there. I did find one, though. Who's working for you freaks? Me. I'll never let you down. That's not entirely true. Anyway, let's uh, take a listen to a little more from the video and see what his problem was with his father. He is now in hell for eternity as a traitor to his country. Uh Uh-oh. It is said that those who commit treason and betray others occupy the lowest pits of hell for all time. The federal government of America has declared war on America's citizens and the American state. Oh, he's one of those political nut jobs. It's all starting to make sense. America is rotting from the inside out. So is your father, unfortunately. By the way, how oddly appropriate was today's introduction? You know, Sarah Beck with the meat board talking about choice cuts or whatever. I wonder how Sarah Beck would rate Justin's knife technique cutting his dad's head off. If you're an economy-minded cook, your knife can be one of your best friends. By learning to use your knife wisely, you can get more value for your food dollar. Yeah, it's like if you cut the head off right, you'll get more delicious meat. You don't want to cut too high up, right? You at least want to get some neck. That's where all the juice is at. Cut the meat away from the bone. Then you'll have an elegant, boneless pork roast. Not exactly a pork roast, but same idea, I guess. How fucking insensitive are we? 
Yeah, I'm dragging you into this. Guy holding up his dad's decapitated head. And they start playing meat-cutting tips. We haven't lost our edge here on TV, baby. I'm human meat specialist Leanne Paisley Howell with the U.S. Department of Cannibalism. What's the number one rule in decapitation? Know your cuts. Nose and ears are flavorful but relatively small. Be careful to avoid grisly cartilage. Cheeks, jowls, and chins are meaty and rich. Just make sure to slice away some but not all of that delicious fat. Brains are best served piping hot in a soup or stew. Many make the mistake of throwing away forehead skin, but I say, don't be a bonehead. Dry it out into a jerky for a fun treat for the kids. How about deep-fried forehead? My foreskins are the hit of every party. For more information on human head cuisine, write to the U.S. National Dahmer Institute. I'm Leanne Paisley Howell, your human meat specialist. I've been wondering what Leanne Paisley Howell's been up to. It's good she got a new gig. So happy for her. All right, let's get back to this clip here. It is said that those who commit treason and betray others occupy the lowest pits of hell for all time. The federal government of America has declared war on America's citizens and the American states. America is rotting from the inside out as far left woke mobs rampage our once prosperous cities, turning them into lawless zones. You just committed a crime. What the fuck are you going on about lawlessness? It's almost as if this man is crazy. Meanwhile, a fifth column army of illegal immigrants infiltrates our border. And if the traitorous Biden regime is... Obviously, this guy has some mental health, let's say, challenges. I'm sure the left is quickly jumping on this saying, look, this is all because of what Trump says on a daily basis. On the flip side, hardcore right wingers are going in one of two directions. One, this guy isn't real. He's a liberal operative just trying to make Trump and Trump's policies look bad. Or two, this is all Biden's fault. Biden has driven this man to insanity. Laura Loomer tweets, uh, These are the actions of someone who has been driven to a state of insanity by the Democrat Party's policies. Way to flip it and reverse it. I'm almost impressed. Biden is creating a violent society for all Americans. My name is Justin Moan. Finally, over a minute or two into the video, he finally introduces himself. He's not a very good host. I'm the commander of America's national network of militias. Oh, I didn't realize we were dealing with upper brass here. I'm sorry. You may know of as Moan's militia. I now give the following order for all militia and patriots across the United States of America. All federal employees are to be killed on sight. All FBI, IRS, and other federal law enforcement officers. There's no way this episode of DV is not going to get flagged on YouTube, right? (laughs) As well as federal courthouses are to be sieged around the country. All federal agents, U.S. Marshals, federal judges, and Border Patrol are to be killed or else captured. (laughs) You get the idea. An absolutely, you know, crazy person. But there are more ways he is DV worthy. Doing some extensive research, I have found out that Justin is also a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee! Oh, yeah, it should come as a surprise to no one that this guy has a lot of emotions. He just needs to get all of his ideas and thoughts and feelings out. And he does it in a variety of ways. He decapitates his father, but he also writes and sings music, which I feel is uh, a bit of a healthier outlet for him, not for us. For us, it's going to be excruciating. 
I've already heard some of this. I want to cut my own head off after listening to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, I'm having so much fun today on the podcast. We should do this more often. I don't know what this is. All right, listen, I do have some selections from Justin Moan's catalog here. Let's start with Momumist the Communist. I feel like this is a song directed at his mother. And uh, up until his arrest, if I were her, I would have been uh, a little nervous. Mom, you missed the communist. You shot me in the head. I know I shot you, son. You should have listened what I said. If you don't live the life I want, you're sure to end up dead. But I don't want to live here. I want to sing and dance. This guy makes it very clear he's not a fan of the LGBTQ mafia. I don't know if I played that clip for you, but uh, he sounds like every gay kid that wants to leave the house. Mom, I can't live here forever. I just want to sing and dance. You got to let me move to Chicago. You know, whatever. I like that he um, tries to do a female voice while he's singing. That's pretty cool. But I don't want to live at home forever. Surprise, surprise, Justin's not a fan of mom. Here's another track. This is Wonky Honky. Is he a redneck? No. Is he white trash? No. Is he a wasp? No. Is he a racist? No. What is he? He's a wonky honky. I was going to go with decapitator, but okay, he calls himself a wonky honky. Wonky honky. I guess uh, this music is best described as experimental. He also has a couple of songs, several actually, called Justin Stalkers. And I think it's about him stalking girls, actually. I spelled your name in my yard with stakes. I'm possessed and I will never yield. I need you now. I just can't wait. I imagine us at a picnic in a flowery field so i found where you lived and i hopped your gate my lust for you is a faith i zeal it's not like i have plans to rape but since you did not make me heal you'll wake up with your body taped holy motherfucking christ you'll wake up with your body taped in my basement while I feel your skin, your hair. It's so damn great. All your gifts and sex appeal. I have you now. I have you here to wear your skin or lick your heels. I love you. Yeah, there were warning signs uh, is, is what I'm learning. <laughs> That's, that seems to be the takeaway. From his musical collection, which, by the way, is still available to stream on Apple Music. Now, let's put aside the decapitation thing, as hard as that is. Even if this guy hadn't committed any crimes, the music he makes isn't exactly marketable. It would be a challenge to find an audience. Justin, though, tried his best to get a real record deal with a major label. 
How do I know this? Well, after all of the, uh, you know, unpleasant decapitation news broke, people in the music industry started posting online that Justin had sent them emails over the years trying to pitch himself. And yes, even back then, the boy wasn't right in the head. And then they copy and pasted the, uh, the message that Justin sent them. Which, by the way, has one of the greatest opening lines. It's a real attention grabber. Dear industry professional, as if you didn't already know who I am from the time of my birth. It's already kind of accusatory and completely mental, but you just have to read on after that, right? I wrote to you in March of this year to engage in a mutually beneficial business relation in the arts. And then in parentheses, music and or writing. We'll get to the writing in just a moment. But first, all right. Uh, You did not respond to my letter despite the fact that globalists, politicians, corporations, communists, and cults devoutly believe that I am God, the second Messiah, and the biggest person of influence since Jesus Christ. He may be a little full of himself. But that's okay. You know, to succeed in the music industry, you have to have confidence. This belief in me was made most notable when I forced Governors John Hickenlooper, John Kasich, and Jay Inslee to be my bitches and drop out of the 2020 presidential election, as I am merciful despite their traitorous betrayals, deserving of a more severe punishment. And we all know he's capable of that. In the letter, he goes on to take full responsibility for COVID. Yeah, that's right. He's the source of the coronavirus. All because Interscope wouldn't give him a record deal. All right. Uh, Yes, he says, of no coincidence, shortly after you did not respond to my letter, God unleashed a pandemic, which has nearly crippled your industry. You know, he didn't unleash the virus himself, I guess. God did it on his behalf. Same diff, right? You should be lucky now if I'm even willing to negotiate a contract in the entertainment industry, as the idea of being king of the world now appeals to me as much as it does uh, to my devout believers and worshipers. He goes on to sign the letter Justin Goddard Moan, G-O-D-D-E-R. P.S. The name Goddard is currently an inside joke with the Coloradans in the cult who blasphemously believe I am more God than God himself, a.k.a. Godder than God. Just so you know. Now, everyone can be part of the inside joke, which was nice of Justin, right? Bringing us all into the loop there. In addition to his budding musical career, as stated earlier, Justin was also a writer, with several books appearing on Amazon. They are no longer available. I may have a couple of them here in my hands. According to Newsweek, the Amazon page listed several of Moan's self-published books for sale, including titles The Pink... The Stink. No. Uh, The Pink, They Will Burn This Book, and Poems I Wrote While Stoned, a collection of poems. I may also have the Kindle version of that book, but unfortunately, it's not good. I mean, we all know it's not going to be good, but it's not funny good. One of the more interesting titles is The Second Messiah, King of the Earth, which is a fictional book described as being loosely based on the life of author and musician Justin Moan. Published three years ago, it follows a man named Buster, who moves from a small farm in Ohio to Colorado, where he notices that people are strange. In it, Moan writes about a satanic cult, the Democratic Party, and a Cold War. Eventually, Buster gets more attention than he thought was possible for any artist, but not in a way a normal celebrity does. In a way a religious icon does. So yeah, he's basing this entire story on the fantasy he's concocted in his own life. In his nonfiction book, The Revolution Leader's Survival Guide, How Schools, Workplaces, and Social Norms Killed the Genius Inside All of Us, 
Moan included the transcript of a letter he wrote to then-President Donald Trump warning of a peaceful revolution led by Moan if positive change did not come to America. I think that's enough on on Justin Moan. I was going to read some selections from uh, his book, but it's too weird to comprehend. Like, on one page, there's a woman calling a man. His name is Richard K-9, and he's, like, actually a dog. Mr. K-9, I'm sorry, Richard, it's Claudia. I have information about Buster Moon. He has $5,521.68. No word on any line of credits or debts. As soon as he gets a bank account in town, we'll find out, Ms. Livingston said. Now, remember, this is, like, the town that is really strange. Bunch of weirdos. Ms. Livingston giggled. All right, I'll see you later at the sex ritual. Okay, bye. Livingston hung up the phone. Mr. K-9 then made a phone call. Mr. Barnes, it's Richard K-9. Mr. Barnes said, oh, I didn't know vampires were awake during the daytime. And I didn't know commies knew the difference between day and night. Mr. Barnes replied, communism is the essence of life. The governor will have your head. Woof, Mr. K-9 yelped. Then Mr. K-9 got down under the desk. I'm sorry, Mr. Barnes. Don't tell the governor, Ruff Ruff. I just got jealous. She can't blame me. I'm a dog. I'm just a dog, Mr. K-9 said. It's okay, Richard. You're a good doggy. Like, holy fuck. What what is this? All I know is Mr. K-9 is going to be at some sort of sex ritual with human beings. That's the part of the story I want to read. Maybe we'll save that for a Sextastic Tuesday. Well, there you go. That's Justin Moan in a nutshell. It's probably good to put him in a shell because he is, in fact, nuts. I've been talking about him for a while. Maybe I should give him the last word. You can say a lot about me, but I'm I'm courteous. Justin, do you have any last words here on the show before we move on? This is a time for the American states and American citizens of all races and religions to come together to fight for our country on our own soil against the traitorous federal government and their communist fifth columns, such as the LBGT community. Oh, God! Why am I always getting dragged into this? I'm a good boy. I didn't do nothing, I swear. BLM movement and Antifa who are promoting racial division to create a race war and religious division to create a religious war. They want to make us think we are each other's enemies. I'd like to hear a duet between him and Meade. They both hate Antifa, both hate BLM, not a fan of the gays. They could come up with some good stuff. And there is more than enough evidence to show the federal government... I'm sorry, the whole time I'm watching this video, I can't help but notice everything in that room is white. The walls... The doors, there's a lot of closets. The comforter on the bed is white and light gray. And, you know, he's holding up that bloody decapitated head. And I'm like, it's gonna, you're gonna get some splattering. I know you covered it a few times in saran wrap, but still, all it takes is is a drop or two of blood. You're never gonna get it out of the sheets. The pain in the ass to clean up. the, The whole scene just makes me very nervous. Hello, I'm Leanne Paisley Howell with the U.S. Department of Cannibalism. When you're in the middle of cutting off someone's head, whether it's due to a thrashing victim struggle or just the adrenaline of the whole scenario, it's important you don't lose your head or else you may just forget an important step in the decapitation process. That's why the USDC has come up with this easy-to-remember acronym, D-HEAD. D for deep lacerations. E for even slices. H, horizontally is the way to cut. E, every vein must be severed. A, for all arteries must be slashed. And finally, D, don't forget a bucket to collect all of the blood drippings. 
Remember D-Head for your next successful decapitation. I'm feeling much better about the whole thing. Thanks, Leanne Paisley Howell. I will remember D-Head. Even though I don't think that's a word. It's, it's B-Head. I guess that's what makes it memorable. All right, let's, let's move on. That's Justin Moan, America's newest sweetheart. I've got a baby Andy update for you. For those of you new to the program, Andy is this guy. He's in his 20s or 30s. The theory is that Andy is pretending to have autism, so his parents and other adults will have to change his diaper. Now, up until a few years ago, he could go to the bathroom on his own. Then all of a sudden, he decided he had autism, needed to wear diapers, needed to be changed, constantly has autistic freakouts. You're talking about the poo smear? I started to realize, oh shit, I got poo in my hand. He also smeared poop on the walls in his house. He's talking to his father here, by the way. I have to throw my poopy diaper out because he refused to help me. He also constantly blames his father for all of his problems and the fact that he won't help him. How sick you really are because normal people, especially your age, would not even leave a temp to do that. I hate the well, thought Dad, of doing something like that. You Dad, know, I mean, it makes I'm not going to lie. I always did like to feel poo in my hand. That's not it's normal. a smell I have trouble with. It's a smell I... Yeah, he likes the texture. It's the scent he has a problem with. Understandable. Here he is during one of his tantrums. <laughs> I don't want... I don't... I don't go anymore to the doctors. I ask you to help me. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to doctors, mainly because they smell his bullshit, you know, that he's faking autism. They also smell his real shit. And you're not helping me. No, you know, it certainly does kind of sound like he has autism. Something is off with this guy. I'm tired of it, Dad. You keep promising me you won't help me. Oh, my God banging his head on the door. He's a bald man, by the way. Like He's not young. Oh, you almost feel bad for him. Like, if this is real, this poor guy's going through hell, right? Well, I've got some interesting audio here from a few years ago. Apparently, before Baby Andy was Baby Andy, he had a YouTube channel where he repaired computers. As a matter of fact, he had an entire business fixing PCs. Hello guys, I'm Andrew from A Best PCs. Thank you for watching my videos. Still sounds like an idiot, but like a normal idiot. Hey, I'm Andrew from A Best PCs. He clicked on a YouTube video on me finishing up a computer repair. Andrew is much different than the baby Andy of today. Baby Andy can't do jack shit, right? By the way, uh, this is a compilation from the YouTube channel Baby Andy Diaper Deviant. Kind of a uh, curator of all things baby Andy related doing God's work. Everyone go subscribe. I'll try to remember to provide a link on the show notes today to support those guys. I'm acting like it's an entire organization. They've got a whole team of people keeping an eye on baby Andy and his activities. All right, let's listen to some more baby Andy before he was baby Andy, an autistic. Okay, I'm Andrew from A Best PCs here. We're going to show you how to do a simple hard drive or hardware upgrade on a laptop. According to the description in the video, around 2010 to 2012, Andrew and his brother would go on to found their own computer repair business called A Best PCs. The business venture would last for several years with the company's website undergoing several design changes. Finally, according to Andrew, Abest PCs, which is a weird name for a company, right, would meet its end when it was revealed that they needed a license from the state of New York in order to repair computers as a business. 
Later on in the video, this is very strange. Things take a weird turn because there's some trolls in the comments in one of Andy's videos, and he starts uh, doing videos about her. I have enough on her for cyberbullying and stalking me. I didn't even I don't even know this lady. The only thing I know is her husband is a sexual molester. So you do kind of know her. It's later revealed that Andy went over to their house to fix their computer and then Andy makes some wild accusations here. I don't even want to be sexually abused by your husband Terry. I can care less about you or your husband. I have all the proof I get video on my spy cam. Gotta be honest, he's sounding more and more autistic as the video goes on here. By the way, I have your husband's signature of every time I was at your husband's house when he repaired his computer for you and him and for your granddaughter. And maybe you should check the computer's web browser history for the porn your husband looks at. That is extremely sick. I didn't know any better to not go to the hospital when he had forced me to touch him. By the way, this is an accusation Andy makes frequently. This is almost like a sexual fantasy for him. Forced me to touch him while he was jerking off and how he come down my hand. I hate that feeling of that and it's gross. I don't even want to look at his him like that and his one nut hangs lower than the other and he doesn't know why. Well, there is an identifying detail. I'm going to demand that Terry's husband come forward with a nude we need to check out those testicles and see if baby Andy is telling the truth or not. And you wanted to see my one testicle why it was like it was. And he undressed me several times and I don't want to be doing that. I didn't give him permission to undress me. Leave me a fuck alone, Terry. I don't want to treat, I don't want to hear from you or your husband. You can also email me at helpwithmypc <laughs> at a best little, little plug for his business at the end. PCs.com. Alright. Because help with my PC. The YouTuber uh, who posted this said, this makes me wonder if every incident of sexual abuse reported throughout Andy's history, and there's been a lot of it, has been fake. It's possible Andrew learned at a young age that negative attention was better than no attention, so he devised this strategy of accusing people of abuse when none actually occurred. There are at least four people he's accused at this point that I can recall, and obviously there's been no arrests or anything. It's just wild accusations. So there you go. Interesting stuff from Baby Andy Diaper Deviant. And with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist to the fucked up news. Right up. Hey, if you're enjoying Distorted View Daily, why not become a member of the Sideshow and support this nonsense? Best of all, every week you get three additional full-length episodes of DV. That is an insane amount of exclusive content for a very, very tiny amount of money. Only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Just go to superfreaksideshow.com. All major credit cards accepted. If you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can sign up for access in those apps. Just a few taps on your mobile phone, and uh, you'll see all of the exclusive shows right alongside the free episodes. Again, for more information, check out superfreaksideshow.com and distortedview.com. One final way to help support us, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first.
Also, got to say thanks, of course, to Adam and Eve, our sponsor today. You heard me talk about it at the top of the program. Again, just a reminder, use promo code FREAK, F-R-E-A-K, for 50% off just about any item. And that Valentine's Day kit, not a bad deal at all. It's actually amazing. Where else do you get, like, 50, half off something? Valentine's Day is around the corner. It makes perfect sense. AdamandEve.com. Okay, enough of the self-promotion, or housekeeping, as we call it here in the biz. The podcasting business I'm talking about, but also the housekeeping business. They, they use that term. It is their business, after all. They have every right to use that term. We're, us in the podcasting business, we're just, uh, we're borrowing it. So I, uh, I don't want to step on any toes here. You don't want to piss off maids in the service industry as a whole. Talk about a mafia. They will whack you. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, there are several tried and true ways to conceal and smuggle drugs across the border. I think the most notorious way, of course, is stuffing a bunch of drugs in a baggie and then swallowing it or shoving it up your asshole. The problem with baggies, I think, is, uh, you know, it's very thin. If a hole forms in the bag on the way down or on the way up, you could be in uh, real trouble. Your body starts absorbing it, right? You could really fuck you up, especially if there's a lot of drugs in the baggie. So one man has thought of an ingenious way to improve rectal drug transporting. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. Drug trafficking on a dime bag. Get it? All right. Uh, so one man has attempted to travel from Manchester Airport over there in the UK to Dubai with drugs concealed up his ass inside of a Kinder Surprise egg. Actually, to be accurate, multiple Kinder Surprise eggs. He's our little Easter bunny. Michael Whitty, a resident of Liverpool, was apprehended by the UK Border Force. Okay, so it didn't work out for him, but still, it's, you know, it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Let's not be so quick to dismiss. Let's see where he went wrong. Drug detection dogs alerted authorities to his presence as he was preparing to board his flight. Whitty, age 25, aroused suspicion when the dogs detected the presence of illicit substances. Oh, they sniffed his crack. Despite refusing body scans and revealing nothing in a strip search at the hospital, Whitty's concealment efforts came undone when he had to use the toilet in his holding cell. He shat out two Kinder Surprise eggs. You kids, don't eat that. It's not a good surprise. Guards found two Kinder Surprise eggs wrapped in cling film containing 40 ecstasy pills and over 31 grams of ketamine. Subsequently, Whitty passed a small packet containing over 12 grams of cocaine. He's like a narcotics vending machine. Stuff just keeps coming out of him. Whitty remained silent during police interrogations. The street value of the seized drugs... The street value of the seized drugs uh, ranged anywhere from about $1,500 for the cocaine to $600 for the ecstasy and another $1,500 for the ketamine. Whitty asserts that the drugs were for his own personal use during the trip. And even though it's a lot, there's a lot of drugs up his pooper there. He was uh, simply a heavy user and dependent on these substances. So it's a health issue more than anything. Lay off me, pigs. He also mentioned that his friends had unexpectedly purchased his one-way ticket just a day before his departure. Nevertheless, the court dismissed his explanations, concluding that the drugs were meant for distribution in Dubai and that Witty was acting under someone's order. Witty, who had prior convictions for burglary, possession of ammunition, and cannabis possession, was sentenced to 35 months in prison. 
The judge acknowledged Witty's history of drug use, but emphasized the necessity of the custodial sentence to reflect the seriousness of the offense and responsibility of the court to uphold public safety. So there you go. A little kinder shit surprise there. Second story we have for you. The controversial bathwater scene from Saltburn, where Oliver Quick consumes the bathwater of Felix Catton post-ejaculation. Jesus Christ. Spoiler alert. I haven't even seen that movie yet, although this kind of makes me want to see it even more. There's an ejaculation bathwater drinking scene. Yeah, I'm there. Sounds like a very distorted view-worthy movie. Have you guys seen Saltburn? I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it yet. Apparently, shame, shame, shame on me. Well, uh, inspired by this scene, <laughs> where is this story going, right? Inspired by this scene, Duncan Killick, 28, has taken an innovative approach by offering his own bathwater for sale on eBay. A couple very important questions. How much of the bathwater do you get? Does it contain any ejaculate? And how much fluoride is in the water where you live? I'm not a conspiracy nut, but uh, as you know, I'm very concerned what goes into my body. I guess this story also takes place in the UK. Priced at a very reasonable 15 pounds or 19 US dollars, purchasers have the liberty to use Duncan's bathwater as they please. No inquiries made. I should hope so. As soon as I pay that money, that water's mine. You can't tell me what to do with it, and I'm going to do some real sick shit with it. How does eBay allow this? I thought they had a real problem with, with this type of listing, especially if there is ejaculate in the water. On the flip side, I don't want to buy it if there's not ejaculate in the water, you know? That's kind of what makes it special. Anyone can just sell their dirty, disgusting bathwater. This, you know, this, this guy spiced it up a little. I bet you there is ejaculate in it, but he doesn't mention it in the eBay listing because he doesn't want it pulled. Maybe there's like some coded language in the description that we can decipher. Let's read on. Remarkably, Duncan is not seeking personal gain from the sale. Instead, he's dedicated to contributing all proceeds to the Hygiene Bank, a charity combating hygiene poverty. The set price for the bathwater is symbolic, aligning with the charity's estimated cost to provide a single individual with basic hygiene necessities. I mean, yeah, it's a nice thing he's doing, but I bet you he's still getting off to the thought of people buying his jizzy bathwater. By the way, I'm trademarking that name in case I want to sell my own jizzy bathwater. You can't use that. You can call it something else, like cum springs or something. Oh, I want cum springs too. You know what? I'm not even going to give you any more ideas. They're all mine. Ridiculous how many million dollar money making schemes I just give out. On this very podcast, Duncan, a freelance PR professional from London, ooh la la, chose a mundane hotel bubble bath for his bath water preparation, describing it merely as containing just my essence. Oh, I think that's the code right there. His gloopy, slimy essence. The discussion surrounding the bathwater scene from Saltburn has been fervent. I'm not sure what that word means. I think it means like hairy, like a thick, lush carpeting which doesn't make sense in this context. I may be wrong on that. The discussion has also been wide-ranging since the movie's release, sparking various uh, offshoot products from bathwater candles to themed cocktails, echoing the scene where Barry's character sips the bathwater on set. Originally from New Zealand, Duncan was compelled to start selling his bathwater two weeks prior, moved by the unsettling stats about hygiene uh, poverty in the UK after watching Saltburn. Hygiene poverty, the struggle to afford basic hygiene and grooming products, is a pressing yet often overlooked issue. It constricts the choices of individuals with limited income, 
forcing tough decisions between essentials like heating, rent, food, and personal cleanliness. In 2022 alone, 6% of UK adults faced this hardship, with three-fifths reporting detrimental effects on their mental health. Discovering these alarming figures two months ago, Duncan has been deeply concerned about hygiene poverty, recognizing its profound impact on a staggering 3.1 million people in the UK, linking the viral bathwater, interesting choice of words, I do not want viral bathwater, linking the viral bathwater discourse with this pressing issue, Duncan saw an opportunity to raise awareness. If you're a complete degenerate and you want to buy this guy's dirty, disgusting bathwater, you have until February 1st to place your bid on eBay. I don't know if he ships globally or not. You guys will have to look into that uh, yourself. I'm done. I'm out. I'm disgusted. All right. uh, Final story we have for you. Oh, looky here. We got one from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida is the most fucked up state. You guys know the villages in Florida, right? The villages is this area. It's like a community for old people, but it's absolutely massive. It's where a lot of people go to retire. It's a 55 plus community. And uh, the gentleman in this final story hails from the villages. Let's see what old Florida man is up to. An individual was apprehended following uh, an incident where he exposed and shook his genitals at the entryway of University Florida Health, the Villages Hospital. The cock and ball wagging was not directed at one individual. He just he wanted everyone to see. It was very important. He got a lot of people's opinions. Uh, Darren Malinsky, 51, had recently... How was he allowed in the villages? He is not 55. Maybe he doesn't live in the villages. He just went to the villages hospital. I don't know. Darren Malinsky, 51, had recently been discharged, yet remained in his hospital gown during the occurrence at approximately 6.30 a.m. on Saturday. It is too early for that shit. Wrinkly balls before breakfast? No, thank you. The incident was detailed in a report by the Sumter County Sheriff's Office. He was seen lifting his gown repeatedly, revealing his private areas, and he was soliciting opinions from those passing by about the size of his genitals. He was afraid that they seemed enlarged, and, you know, he wanted he wanted to poll the general public. Do you think my balls are too big? Do my testicles look enlarged? Okay, staff here at the hospital don't seem to think so. They say my balls look fine. I don't agree. I demand satisfaction from the staff. All right, uh, among those exposed to Malinsky's actions was a female visitor of the hospital. Witnesses described to the deputies that Malinsky, whose stature is recorded at 5 feet 7 inches and a weight of 230 pounds, wonder if he had to lift his gunt to show off his balls. He was actively shaking his private parts while revealing them, which is totally unnecessary. When you, you just want people to see your balls and comment if they look too big. You don't need to be bouncing those things around. Come on. Although the arrest report labels Malinsky as homeless, records show that he previously resided with his 85-year-old father in the villages. Okay, that's why he lives in the villages. Malinsky was detained on charges of indecent exposure. He was taken to the Sumter County Detention Center. His bail was established at $1,000. So there you go. That's what's happening with Florida Man today. That is your distorted news for Thursday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. 
All right, guys, I love to hear from you, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Our standard voicemail line, you can call in anytime. I will get around to playing your calls. Although I'm a bit backed up. It's uh, 206-666-4463. Save that number. If you pledge at least $5 to our Patreon account, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. A lot of these people called in today. Uh, we're going to get to them right now. Yes, my patrons. Timmy Boo, what you do? Hey, this is uh, Sweet Rectum Ralph. Hey, Sweet Rectum Ralph. And, uh... Just like wreck them, Ralph. A couple things. First, again, always love the stuff. Listen for a long time. Nice. Wanted to comment on the cancer kid in uh, New Delhi. Yes, yesterday on the podcast, we reported on a uh, terminally ill cancer child who was basically drowned by his parents. Uh, the kid, uh, they took him to a to a river because they thought it was magical or something, and they, they they thought dunking the kid in the river would save him. It just ended up killing him. Um, glub glub glub. You know. You know, technically, the person was right. He did not die of cancer. That's true. So he's got that going for him. Wow, I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> he died of drowning. And, uh, another quick question was with the uh, new website and everything, um, am I still going to be able to buy some squares on the advertising board? Oh, wow. I've been kind of delaying that. I should bring that back. Yeah, that was one of the very first ways I made a tiny bit of money. There was this guy, I don't remember his name, but he started, uh, I, I don't even remember the name of the product, but he contacted me and he, it was kind of an ingenious uh, idea, honestly. There was like this grid of a bunch of tiny little squares that you could sponsor and you could do whatever you want inside the square. And the squares were linkable or, or clickable, right? So you click on it and it would go to, you know, whatever this person was advertising. The idea is people would buy multiple squares to make a, a bigger s- space for them to advertise. I think it was called Click Grid, right? And it was just, you know, more interesting than a, a banner ad. And we did that for a while. And uh, I guess the service shut down. And then uh, the other way, I, try, I tried to sell off some of my body parts, like the naming rights to my uh, to my leg and toes and penis. And you could you know you could buy whatever body part. These were this was before the sideshow, right? And I was just trying to figure out ways to monetize this bitch. And I want to still try to get in on that sweet deal. Okay, well, thanks a lot, sir. <laughs> Love you. We'll work on getting you a couple squares on the click grid. Hello, Timothy. Hi. This is one of your normal callers, but I'm going to use a silly voice to mask my identity, even <laughs> though I use a silly name for my identity. Okay. I, ha- I thought it was like Minnie Mouse at first, or Mickey Mouse, you know, because Steamboat Willie Mickey is now like in the public domain, so I thought maybe Mickey would be calling into the podcast. I'm calling to tell you that, in fact... Those of us with the fore- But he also kind of sounds like Miss Piggy, too. Those of us with the foreskins, yeah. one of our wonderful skins is that we can, while ejaculating, hold my finger at the end of my penis and block the hole so that I can literally hold the cum until I can run to the toilet. Well, that's kind of cool. I, I see what you're saying. Like, uh, you, you pull the skin over your penis hole so the cum won't come out. It'll hold it in, which I don't think is healthy. But also, can't, like, uh, circumcised guys just do that? Just, like, cover the hole with their thumb or something and press on it? And 
dump it in. I mean, I understand you people with foreskin. You, you, you know, you always want to talk about how great, you know, sex feels, how much better it is with foreskin. Stop trying to sell me on foreskin with these weird-ass ways. You can hold your cum in longer if you cover your cock. You just pull the foreskin up. Okay, whatever. Oh, great. Isn't that wonderful? It is. It's very Goodbye. nice. I'm so happy you have foreskin. Congratulations. Yesterday, someone called. Oh, I was asking about foreskin because someone called in and I was wondering, like, if you come, could you pull the skin up real quick and create like a bowl, right, to contain all of the uh, the, the semen? You TV boo. Tony Prolapse. Um, I, I apologize for calling two days in a row. Yeah, don't let that happen again. Um, You're on thin ice, buddy. Kind of glossed over the brain injury thing and, you know, just kind of gave you a little bit. and then. Never- oh, yeah. He called in yesterday and said he has a, a, a brain injury. And I was very curious about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. But uh, so, yeah, just long story short, I fell at my job. I hit the back of my head and then something fell and hit me on the front of the head Ooh. fully loaded it was like over 100 pounds and the head did you like pass it like did it knock you the fuck out happened in october and i haven't been normal since about that day okay uh, now you have to explain how are you not normal what is happening to um, you it's it it's tough uh it makes like certain things hard uh there's, there's a little bit of uh, damage to my front lobes. Um, my short-term memory is kind of fucked. Oh well, now you're living in my world, buddy. <laughs> it's it's been awful. You can just listen to episodes of DV over and over, and it'll be like it's new to you. Oh, let's just say it's been fucking terrible. But it happened on the job, so I'm paid, oh. paid to recoup. So I guess that's the saving grace in all this. So but, what's your what's your prognosis? Is it just something that's going to like um, fix itself? Hopefully, uh, uh, yeah. Is your brain going to repair itself? And uh, I listen to your show, tidbits of it. Um, you know, it's simple things like walking around the block, taking old lady walks, just fucking, just absolutely wrecks me. It's like oh I ran God, a fucking marathon. That's awful. It's amazing what the brain, like. Apparently the brain is very important to the human body. Thank you so much. Needs to for just teaching us this today, Tony. Basic shit. Tony. Um, but one, two, three, I still four. Listen to your show, Timmy. I'm a li- hey, maybe we could do some exercises, t- Tony, to help you uh, fix your brain. Let's try counting. Tony, one, two, three, four, five. I'm being on these- What's the number that comes next, Tony? Tony, one, two, three, four, five. Tony. Tony prolapse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tony Danza. Tony, one, two, three, four, five. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anytime I hear Tony, I immediately go to Tony Danza. Well, I, you know, I, I hope for a speedy recovery for you. It sucks that happened, honestly. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm just, uh, you know, giant jackass. All right, uh, thank you for all the voicemails. Keep them coming. It's all the time we have on this edition of the program. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. My foreskins are the hit of every party. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, if you are not Sideshow members, that'll do it for me this week. I would love to give you more Distorted View. All you have to do is sign up for the Sideshow, and I'll see you back for the Friday program. Sound, sound, sound good? Good deal? All right. Fork over that cash. Thanks, Tony. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Uh, t- until next time. Bye, everybody.
tell a blade chuck roast from an arm chuck roast? The blade chuck roast has a long, thin cross-section of the shoulder blade bone, and the arm chuck has a small, round arm bone. Both make excellent pot roast. The arm chuck has less waste, fat, and bone, but the blade chuck is usually more tender and can be oven-roasted if it's USDA prime or choice. For more free information, write How to Buy Meat, Agriculture Radio, Washington, D.C., 20250. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.